<laughs> He's not very opinionated, Brett Weaver, is he? Oh, I'm still, I'm still pissed off at him because he was in uh, Denver, and I was in Denver doing a convention. We were doing a convention together there, and he and my buddy Mike Sorge went off and had uh, pancakes and didn't invite me. So, you know, that's it. They're done. <laughs> You're done professionally with with They're Brett done. That's it. I wash my hands of him. I'm conflicted. Maybe I should just call him. <laughs> to, to piss off Richard Epgar has been brought to you by. <laughs> I have his number. I can just call him and be like, dude, Richard Epgar is really pissed at you. I think you better get on Skype, man. <laughs> I to get on Skype right now and buy this uh, guy. Pay. Don't call him. Let him get his own show. That's right. If he wants his own show, he can have his own show. And you bring up, next time he's on your show, bring up the pancake incident. Gee, Brett, what did that button just do? I don't know. Uh, I think we're live now. I think we are. Well, I, don't, I don't know. Push it. Oh, I, I don't know. I think you should push it. I, d I don't know. I'm a little nervous about pushing. Okay, I'll push the button. I pushed the first one. You're always pushing my buttons. Which button do you want me? This one or this one? You choose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, why don't we push this button? This one right here? Marcus, why don't you push a button?
Well, I'm Brett. And I'm Bruce. And you're listening to Weightless. The most slim and attractive podcast, podcast on podcasts ever. <laughs> well, there's something we haven't said in a very, very long time. Well, I think that's probably the first time we've ever said it, my friend. Oh, that's true, the podcast part. But joining us, not only is it just uh, myself, Brett, and Bruce, but also my wife, EK. Hello. And Marcus. Hi. The engineer. <laughs> the, the, uh, the amazing thing about this uh, uh, is that uh, EK and I are in Austin. Bruce, where are you? Um, you used to not <laughs> I, I know don't know where so, I'm at. I know it's so humid, it takes a while for you to say where you're from. How about uh, you, Marcus? Where are you at? I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the Liberty Bell and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where assholes are from? I thought it was New York City. They're Nobody all, tells me anything. They're all born here, and then they sort of migrate around. You know, it's a little factory production we got going on. I think they're congregating in Arizona. There you go. Well, somebody's got to protect our border. (laughs) That's what that great sucking sound is. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. So, anyway, we just uh, opened up the show with uh, the great Richard Epcar, voice actor known from so many what like he's a, a, a anime voice actor and video game voice actor he was on the robotech back in the 80s uh, he uh, is a a musician and singer in la and uh he's like what i consider part of the old school of voice acting in anime and uh he and i uh have you this- have a few we have a feud. It's it's a definite feud. Uh, he he basically got pissed because I, you know, as you heard, uh, uh, took his friend to pancakes and didn't take him because he just wouldn't get up. So he knows what he did. You know, I don't even have to go through that. He knows what he did. Well, you so, see, this is, a, this is a fine example of what gets put on the front of tabloid pages. Yes. Well, this would be a very, very limited release tabloid page, I think. But there's no baby from Africa involved. There and, and no bad, <laughs> no bad boy either. Yes. <laughs> My head is in the chat room right now, and uh, and Golden Panther says like, "Oh, well, that means that if assholes come from Pennsylvania, you're an asshole." Oh. <laughs> oh, you just oh. Oh, my, my chat's Hold on, not refreshing. Hold on. It, it took him that long to figure it out? <laughs> you know what? I'll show you, asshole. Show's over. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Click. Going to my trail. We'll be here all week. Yeah. I was very happy to uh, open the show with the song, uh, I Saw You First. Is that, isn't that the name of the song? Uh, by Givers. They, believe it or not, that is a band from Lafayette, Louisiana, my hometown. I got to uh, to meet with them, and they're actually a friend of my buddy Blake, who's also from Lafayette. And uh, go see them, Givers. That's what they're called. So givers we're hoping or Givers, just Givers, not the Givers, just Givers. Oh, they yeah. obviously won money. Yeah, because they're giving it all away. 
Well, they're giving their musical love to the yes. world. They even played South by Southwest. Well, you know, it's that's a big deal. All those bats, you know. Yeah, gotta gotta avoid them while you're playing your music. So, so uh, Brett, we've uh, we haven't been on the uh, quote unquote uh, broadcast with each other for quite some time. And... Uh, was it 1997? Was the last time? No, because y'all did a show after we were dating. Oh, okay. That's right. I just wanted to say, so, so, where the hell have you been, man? You never call me. All of a sudden, <sighs> out of blue, hey, man, come in and do this podcast thing with me. Man. Well, you know, just like all my friends, I put them away in a closet until I actually need them. So, no, I'm just kidding. Hi, uh, Brett. How's it going? <laughs> nice to hear from you after... Five or so years. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you fun. know, hanging out, you know. You know. So, yeah, I live in Austin. Uh, I'm a voice actor. Uh, not doing a lot of that voice acting for anime, but I did it for many years and 14 altogether. And if you want to know what I've done, go look it up. It's on IMDb. So. Look at that. You're so famous. You're on IMDb. What am I, man? I'm your sidekick now. You hey, me man. Now. It, and now the tables have turned. <laughs> I'm going to hold out, though. I'll put my trailer. The tables have turned, sir. I will be a benevolent ruler, I promise. So, really? <laughs> so what we're going to do is try to do say funny things, tell funny stories, and uh, and play music. So that's the, what we used to love to do, and that's what we're going to continue. Well, we, we're going to try. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we will succeed in one of those three things. Yes. So do you want to <laughs> tell you what we're playing next? Yeah, dude. Bring it on. Let's go. So uh, on there's, a, there's a, uh, another podcast called uh, Funky16Corners.com. And uh, they have the awesomeness of finding 45s, really rare 45s, and uh, recording them and putting them to MP3 and sharing the love. So we found, or he found, uh, and I can't remember his name, but he sent this out, and it's uh, Ray Charles singing a song by another blind, uh, made by another blind guy. And it's extra funky. I like it. And we'll so play. it's like doubly blind. It's it's a double blind song. The blind that's right. covering the blind. Yes, <laughs> very that's nice. That's that. Well, yeah. The blind covering the blind. That's nice. So, uh, but give a listen to this. We'll be back in a little bit. We hope you enjoy the music. We hope you enjoy the show. By the way, who are we listening to, Bruce? Can we can we like clean we can clean that up in post, can't we? Sure. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Weightless. And we're on the as to be named later bra- uh, uh, network, right, Marcus? <laughs> the unknown yes. the unknown network. <laughs> The Unknown Podcast Network. That's right. I like that. The Unknown Podcast Network. We've all got bags over our heads right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe that'll be the name, Tomb of the Unknown Podcast. Interesting. I, hope yeah, I think we should long. probably we should probably discuss that when we're not on air. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So why don't you press Ray- that button over there? Yeah, and here's Ray Charles. and the roaches crawling all over everything and I can't find a job nowhere. My electricity has been turned off. My gas don't burn no more and the water has stopped flowing and my poor family is cold and hungry. Oh, Lord, why has thou forsaken me? His eyes long, his feet are hard and printed. He spends his life in the streets of New York City. From breathing in air pollution He tried to vote But to him there's no solution Give me just enough Stop giving just enough For the city Lord, I'm living Just enough For the city
I know you will understand this and feel the intrinsic incredible emotion. You have just pulled over your head the worn, warm sweater belonging to a boy. Now you haven't had a passionate kissing session or anything, but you got to go on a camping trip with him and eight other people from school. And you practically slept together, your sleeping bag right next to his. And you woke in the night to watch him as he slept, but you couldn't see anything because it was dark, so you just lay there and listened to his breathing and wondered if your heart might burst. The sweater has that slightly goat-like smell which all teenage boys possess, and that smell will lovingly transfer to all your other clothes. If you get to keep it for a few days, you can sleep with it, but don't let your mom see because she'll say, what is that filthy thing and who does it belong besides the trash man? So you have to keep it under the covers with you. You can kind of lie it beside you or wrap it around your waist or touch it on your legs or whatever, but that's your business. Now, if the sweater has, like, reindeer on it or is a funny color like yellow, I'm sorry, you can't get away with a sweater like that. Look for brown or gray or blue. Anything other than that, and you know you're dealing with someone who's different. And different is not what you're looking for. You're looking for those teenage, alpine, ski, chiseled features and that sort of blank look which passes for deep thought or at least the notion that someone's home. You're looking for the boy of your dreams who is the same boy in the dreams of all of your friends. Now, the sweater isn't going to fit you, of course. You have to kind of roll up the sleeves in a jaunty way that says, this is the sweater belonging to a boy, and the boy is a genuine hunk, a hunk of burning love, and this is not just some hand-me-down from your brother or your father. Monday, wear the sweater to school. Be calm, look cute. Don't tell the dream you had about the place the two of you would share when you get older. Just be yourself. The best, cutest, quietest version of yourself. Definitely wear lip gloss. He looks at you, and he looks away, and then he walks away, and the smell of the sweater hits you again, suddenly like ape-scent gloriola, and you get a note passed to you by a girl in history that says he needs his sweater back. He forgot that you put it on in a tent on Saturday, and he's been looking for it. And you don't have to die of humiliation, you know. You are a strong person, and this is a learning experience. You can still hold your head up high as you run from the classroom, tearing the stinking sweater from your body. You look at that sweater, carefully, and you realize that love made you temporarily blind. You got a secret now, honey, and though you would never sink as low as him, you could blab it all over the school if you wanted. The label in that sweater said 100% acrylic.
a snowstorm in Jackson when you and I met at a club called St. Sebastian's. But the sign said something different. I remember thinking that I didn't have a shot at Mississippi television. Told us which roads they were closing. There goes a rap show. Everybody knew you as the wife of a famous man. Everybody who knew said, There goes Dixon's girl again. Even the walls are leaning closer when she plays the piano real soon. Haven't met too many women in this business that I really like. You could hold a little liquor, you could hold the conversation, you could hold your own mic. And even that night, I learned the truth about your man. You gotta be big to treat pretty girls bad. And it's not much, but my money's on you. It's not much, but my money's on you. It's not much, but my money, not much, but my money, not much, but my money, my money's on you. Well, I heard from the rest of the world you're in trouble. Bad news moves like fire that you fight in the fall. And I'm too far away, my will wishing can't touch you. But I think of you more than you might suppose. Uh. Everybody wanna see you with your hair down, wanna hear you hit the high note, wanna know if they can get you for a little last girl. I don't, I know how the stones can fly, had some hard goodbyes. Call me up day and night, free drinks and bad it's advice. Not much, but my money's on you, it's not much. But my money's on you. That is a very good song. Who is that that played that song, Brett? Uh, what? EK? Uh, let's see. It is uh, Dessa is the name. And the name of the song? Dixon's Girl. Mm. And who are, who? what's everybody listening to? Weightless. <laughs> Boy. There we go. Damn it! <laughs> Why'd you spring that on me? I was trying so hard to keep the one-one we'll ratio just, to this. We'll just say boing. Yeah, that which was what we used to do too. <laughs> we couldn't find so yeah, when we you couldn't know, find the cart. Uh, so uh, we we had uh, Dixon's Girl by Dessa. No, it's Dessa, or, yeah. Yes. (laughs) And we had uh, The Sweater by Marin Cadell. And before that, doing a cover of Stevie Wonder's Living in the City was Brother Ray. Isn't that a great part? Isn't that a great song? It is good. It was very good. I loved it. Yeah. Marcus? Tasty. I I am loving the musical selection so far. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, uh, we have uh, in my. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, good thing that we've got going on here is not only am I a voice actor, Marcus is one too, and he's great at imitations, which you'll hear later on. But uh, you know, but it's always odd ones because for people who maybe don't know anything about anime, uh, we'll throw ones out there, and they're like, "Wow, that's really good at not sounding like yourself." Who is that? Say like Steve Bloom. 
Uh, ow! Oh. <laughs> that almost worked. Yeah. <laughs> right on cue. That'll be 495 and roll over. <laughs> you know, every time you do it, as soon as I hear you starting to do it, I want to do it. <laughs> because well, the I... weird thing is, Steve Bloom, who's uh, Spike on Cowboy Bebop, and he's done a ton of stuff. He's a movie. He's kind of, I'm, I'm con- constantly. Uh, sending messages to him saying could you please throw some of that work my way man because we do look exactly alike so it should that should, that should you're, you're sending him desperate emails hey man whenever you're sick one day I'll just walk in for you yeah how about how about that that'd be cool you know this is all interesting and cool but we really need to talk about the movie that I saw last night okay. and I saw on Thursday night geek hardcore for life and Bruce, <laughs> when did you see it? Um, so what day did it come out on? Friday? Uh, the Wednesday, I thought. Wednesday, Wednesday I Wednesday saw it. York. I saw it the Friday before that. Yeah, don't say how you saw it, because then... Uh, no, I won't say, you know, no. We'll have to give you crap for that, so... Well, you know, hey. Now, the, the lead-up is... Up. The lead-up is we saw Iron Man 2 last night. Just stunned. So, what did you guys think? Don't start with me, because do you know me? Remember, I'm the tirade guy. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back to you. <laughs> so, Bruce, what did you think? I thought it was good, but uh, my only reservation was, and I know it's a comic book movie, and you got to give a little bit of uh, leeway because of comic book technology, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's a man in an iron suit. I mean, we can't even cap an oil well. Um, but uh, it seems like every Joe Schlub in the basement of their house is figuring out how to make this little reactor to m- make, you know, iron suits go and repulsor rays and stuff. It's my only reservation. Little. Right. I, I've got some on that, actually. It's not really an argument against it. It really, I was thinking the exact same thing. Most importantly... You start with the arc reactor that he built in the cave that he needed to save his life at the end of the first movie. Can you explain to me why in his little masturbatory display case that he has in his office where he has the marks one through four, why do they all have arc reactors in them? I mean, does Tony Stark really think it's a great idea to have loaded fucking guns right there? <laughs> it's not a gun. It's defense system. Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's not that's not what Marvel vs. Capcom 2 taught me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 just well the the other thing is I think there's only one other criticism I've actually heard about the movie was tried it, tried it. By the way, uh I just want to point out for the people that are listening and for the podcast, try to keep it as generic as possible without doing too many spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only the only there isn't any act that the the villains did that put them over the top into the truly evil range where you really said oh that villain's evil I want him to go down there's a general feeling of yeah they're evil I want him to go down I want Iron Man to win blah 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 but there wasn't that moment that you know it's like the moment when Darth Vader you know you know they blow up Alderaan Oh, you know, they killed zillions of people. Ooh, he needs to be killed. Right. You see what I'm saying? There's that. There's a word for it in literature. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a, 
oh look the villain is talking to his underling and they're gonna go do it he kills the kitten kill yeah. that you know it's like he killed a kitten he's really bad I think that in media now, it's more about making villains relatable and kind of blurring that line between what's good and what's evil. Because from a literary standpoint, that is that is a high staple, um, turning that whole idea of, well, good and evil are both relative. Because, yes, Tony Stark is supposed to be the good guy. However, at the same time, a lot of the American public will say, you know, a cross-section of 50% of the American public may say that this is a man in an iron suit who turned repulsor technology, originally designed for weapons, into his own personal wheelchair that he can wear. So they, in the polls, might think, well, Tony Stark's bad because he's not giving this obviously military technology, originally developed for military application, to the United States military, thus rendering us vulnerable in the chance of attack if they're really doing that overseas. So I think that that was the reason, or that's part of the reason as to why it is that we don't have those, you know, twist of the mustache, top hat, snidely whiplash type villains anymore. Right. Well, I don't think I'm really saying the the comical evil. I mean... No, but definitively, like you said, Vader blowing up Alderaan. Right. I mean, it's like in the movie Kick-Ass, the guys... They were very uh, gray. It, it, it was very definitive on. No, I'm sorry. In Kick Ass, there's definitely well, I mean, a the point where you know the dude is a bad guy. Well, no, the, 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 I mean, no, the, the heroes are gray. Yeah. In, in Kick Ass. But so those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts, Brett? Um, I liked the movie. It was two and a half hours, and we ate popcorn, and it was at Alamo Draft House, which is like the best movie theater ever. And, and that, uh, and that Robert Downey Jr. He's so dreamy. He's dreamy. What? Well, what the great thing about Alamo Draft House is instead of showing just the regular commercials or trailers before, uh, they will often find some theme to go with the movie and show old footage of one thing or another. And, uh, there was a few scenes like where they showed uh, Robert Downey Jr. at his most whacked out on drugs uh, right. phase of his acting, and they they're like, he doesn't even remember this scene. <laughs> I also like that they uh, they make special menu items, and the Iron Man special was uh, uh, Domus made with collard greens, and I forget what was the filling, but they made it as rich in iron as possible yeah it was vegan oh. too which is... yeah which that has nothing to do with i guess it really doesn't have anything to do with the movie it's just one reason why we love animal draft house but okay. uh but uh as for the movie i really liked it uh, i'm not necessarily a turn off my brain and just watch the movie what's that moff's law moff's law yeah moff's law <laughs> i don't i mean i do question things but most of the time once i get into the movie I tend to miss a lot of the stuff that people really gripe about. And this was one of those times where there's people like, well, it wasn't more of this. I was like, I had fun. I loved how the characters talked, uh, communicated with each other. I liked, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's talking over each other that, that is tough to do, but it really was sold very well in the movie. Once again, I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything because you saw it in the first movie. And uh, the, the the heroes from other movies, 
uh, that show up. Uh, I I liked. Um, I'm fine with Cheadle as as Rhodey. Oh yeah, he's that, fine. He's fine. I don't think I don't think he's as strong as uh, as the other guy, but I think maybe he's just trying to slip into that role. Now and, the thing that the thing that uh, that this movie does do for me is it makes me geek even harder for um, Avengers. Yeah, you know, it makes yeah. it's like it's like I can see the 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 the, the storyline moving forward, movie by movie, slowly putting it into place, and I'm just hoping that uh, they let Josh Whedon do his magic for yeah. the Avengers movie. It, I just it's hope truly, it's truly ambitious what they're doing, and I mean, oh yeah, at any point it could all fall apart. All it takes is one movie. If one of the movies, if one of the movies isn't at least on par with the other movies, then everybody's going to laugh. I mean, if yeah. the Captain America movie comes out and, you know, Captain America has been attempted, I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. and every time it's been attempted, it has been horrible. You're trying to speak bad on Red Brown right now? Because we can take this outside. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just telling you, there's a fine line between cheesy and not cheesy. Next, you're going to tell me that Dolph Lundgren's Punisher was terrible. (laughs) I'm saying that Dolph Lundgren's, uh, all of them actually were, not just him, all of the Punishers sucked. Okay? I'm saying it. I'm backing up, I'm backing up Brett. Now, now, uh, I'm sad that Ed Norton's not going to be the Hulk in the Avengers. Oh, I didn't know that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so well, that hammer finally me. dropped. It, it's official now. I, I well, I mean, they. It. I, you know, I haven't seen. I've seen semi-official stuff that he's just going. It's not. It's not about anything. He's like, nah. I'm just not interested in doing it. Of course, it pisses me off because it's like, dude. You knew the direction they were going. What? What? You want to bring Ang Lee back? No, please. Ooh, oh, oh, bad words. Ek had a great uh, suggestion on who they should recast as uh, oh, Bruce well, Banner. It would take a it would take a hell of a lot of makeup and minus about twenty years. But I still think, especially after reading the uh, the new Ultimates, I think Rick Moranis could actually be a decent wimpy Bruce Banner. Oh. Uh, as for uh, as for Iron Man, I'm I had a blast watching it, but really everything was overshadowed by staying to the very end and bursting out of the theater and meeting our friend Nat and he and I danced like little schoolgirls and went at each other. I'll be putting the uh, clip on YouTube uh, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Million hits guaranteed, right there. Yeah, oh, we dear. we uh, we spazzed out. It was pretty pretty awesome yes so if you haven't gone to the movie stay Stay all the the way to the end i'm just saying yeah did you uh did you happen to know what the master chief in halo is what his armors what's called no it's called molnir anyway um moving on (laughs) yeah we get like we were up in the very back of the theater and you could see like when that happened you could see about six people scattered throughout the audience like kermit flailing their arms yeah, it was great. It was like, yay! Very good. So, okay, <laughs> so now everybody knows what our thoughts are on Iron Man 2. 
that's go very see important. it. Don't think it's going to be uh, waiting for Godot. It's actually better than that. So. <laughs> and it it just it just reinforces for me that I have a crush on Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I, I it, this movie made me like her again. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, kind of going, mm-hmm. Well, I saw okay. her in the last thing I saw her in that I said, okay, I'm going to stick around and watch was um, Pride and Prejudice. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I liked that and one. I hated her because, and those who know me will know when I say this, it reminded me too much of Shelley. So yeah, I ended up hating her. <laughs> now, I'll tell you one thing uh, from, to me, diametrically opposed in, in total watchability and entertainment was Clash of the Titans. Oh. I could sit through only half of that movie. Well, you see, then you, hopefully it was the last half. No. No, I because really that it. whole movie, the whole movie was made for the Kraken that shows up at the end. It really was. That, that's fine. The It might look good and everything, but I was just... The whole idea of the movie—I mean, oh, I'm not oh yeah, the man, and yeah, blah, 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 and I'm not going to take this cool sword and right. Blah, blah, blah. It's like you know what? The gods hand you a cool magic sword. You take you it. Use it. <laughs> Come on, it's a cool magic sword. No, I was I'm... waiting for a dude with long white hair and a long beard when the Kraken showed up to say, "You shall not pass." <laughs> All I know is it was it was just like I was just like oh I was just like oh this is so painful oh. when, when we saw when when Blake and my buddy Blake and I saw the trailer we started getting excited watching it that first trailer right and we're like okay okay and you're like you see the the the, the scorpions come out and these other things cool cool you see the gin you're like cool cool. And he goes, this summer, or this spring. We're like, yeah, yeah. Titans will clash. And we're like, oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I was just and like, you... they don't have the owl in this trailer. I'm not fucking going. <laughs> and the owl is in the movie for all of, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. What's this, Blink? Sorry, we're going to spoil this one. If you haven't seen it, you're not going to go see it. It sucked, all right? <laughs> now, the other one that I'm looking forward to, actually, is the A-Team. That sounds like that one looks like fun. You mean the losers? No, the A team. You mean the expendables? <laughs> no, I mean the A team. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just, you know, I get them. You mean GI Joe? <laughs> I gotta say, I'm pretty sad about how bad the losers movie turned out because the original comic is is great. Mm-hmm. But it's been. I don't even know if it opened out here. It's been dragged through the mud like the hardcore. Here, here's what we need to hope for. If the losers bombed, then we need Scott Pilgrim to succeed. Because if yes. Scott Pilgrim succeeds, then the boys will get made. The boys. Oh yeah, the boys. That's, okay. Well, it seems like what we're gonna have to do, uh, since this is our first podcast, and we're still trying to figure all of this stuff out. And by the way, we were late because I was locked in my own trailer. So I'd like <laughs> to apologize for that. But uh, we might need to do like a show notes thing and start referencing some of that. Of course, one of us will have to write all the crap we talk about down 
so that we can do some kind of reference material for what? anybody Word. wanting to huh? see what no. we did. Uh, no, the uh, just a note on the losers, real quick. I saw it. Uh, I never read the comic book, so I was sort of like, eh, it's okay. But when I hear the losers, I think of another comic book. Okay. By Jack Kirby. Oh. Two. But it's a it's a comic book by Jack Kirby. It's called The Losers. It was based in World War II. Oh, really? Yeah. Classic. Came out in the mid seventies. Well, late seventies when he went back to Marvel. So that's what I thought of. And then everybody goes, "No, that's not it. It's this other comic book." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'll give it a chance." Yeah. yeah the art the art varies between awesome and how did this get published but the storyline is is really good i'll have to look for it so okay so we'll put up we'll put up uh the losers the the comic book that the movie was made from and then we'll put up uh maybe some kind of link for the the jack kirby one too right i i not sure um i know there's a i think there's a wiki on the losers from jack kirby but I don't know if it's available anywhere other than in its original form. So, I don't know. Okay. So. So what's well, our do... uh, what's our next song? Uh, Legal Age Life at Variety Store. I thought that's what we were going to do. Okay, that's cool. And uh, we'd like to thank everybody who's listening right now. And we'll be listening to the podcast after the fact. Uh, what? Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be making this into a podcast so people can actually catch it uh, after the fact and put it to their phones or whatever devices. Uh oh, they're gonna be able to put it in their head. Is that what you're saying? They will be able to put it in their head. Keep talking. Uh, we had Bruce tell Marcus what the name of the song is again. I am typing it to him. There we go. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, you see, I mean, we're doing multitasking here, you know? Yes, that's that's what we do for everyone who's listening. That's right, we're... Um, God, could this suck any worse? No, you see, that, <laughs> Bruce, this is the way it works. You never say that the show actually sucks, you just keep going. <laughs> All right, let's uh, play something else. We're having problems finding just it. Let's play something else. All right, here's some music. We'll talk to you later. L.A. face with the Oakland booty I like big butts and I cannot lie You other brothers can't deny When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist And a round thing in your face You get sprung, you wanna pull up to me You notice that butt was stuck
It's a trap! listening to Weightless. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it's very quiet. It's very quiet. It's very quiet. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you were just listening to the great song by Cake called Sad Song in Waltzes, which Bruce was very much wanted me to play right well you know you know um uh i was listening to pandora and uh it had popped up and i had forgotten you know just how good 
those first two Cake albums were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like going, well, you know, we could play the hit and we could play, you know, the one, the cover or whatever. But then I sort of, then I heard this on Pandora and I kind of went, that's it. That's That's the song song. right there. That's the one. Yeah. So so I was like, yes. That, always with the lone trumpet player. It's like, does, is that the only? Is do you know enough about the group to know? Did that trump? Is that the only thing he does? Is play that trumpet? <laughs> uh, you know, I could uh, tell you if you give me a moment or two. Okay, so well then, while you're looking it up hurriedly on the internet. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm looking for the <laughs> disc. I don't know where it went. Uh, before that, we heard Government Mule called "The Shape I'm In." Government Mule is a side project from one of the the lead singer for the Almond Brothers, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, no, not the lead singer, but one of the singers from the Almond Brothers. Uh, I caught that once, and I was like, "Man, this is ridiculously funky for a southern rock band group." So, very happy with that. Uh, before that, the late great Geggy Todd with the Aliens Somewhere. Um, man, that's Geggy Todd was this group in the 90s that unfortunately broke up after only three albums yeah. yes and they it's fantastic they were on uh, david burns label um, i wish i wish the guy who played bass and also was the lead singer would hurry up and do something else i'm ready for him I'm, i like his voice i like the way he arranges music i wish he would do more and what was the first song that we did marcus i think it was jonathan colton yeah baby got back and yes, they had one trumpeter. Yeah, they, and that's all he did. Yeah, that's all he did was play trumpet. That's a pretty, pretty sweet game. Now let's resort hey, to know, television themes. Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I will have to eventually upload some of these to you. Uh, I've got all the uh, television's greatest hits. Oh, sure. I forgot about those. Yeah. Yeah, but none I, of the I just greatest hits in my day from there. I, I want to do an all gidget show. That's oh. <laughs> oh, that's you're wrong on so many levels. See, for me, that's that's not greatest hits. For me, greatest hits is themes like the SWAT cats theme from seasons one and two. <laughs> SWAT cats. Is that like a, is that like fish police? No, SWAT Cats was probably the only serious role of Charlie Adler's career in which he does not sound goofy. He doesn't sound like a moron. He just sounds so like he's going to beat you up, and it's amazing. What about uh, Road Warriors? Did you ever watch that one? Road Warriors? Yeah. Uh, The one about the dogs? Oh, the Road Rovers? Road Rovers. Road that's Rovers. Oh yeah. God. Oh, Road I like Road Rovers. Road Rovers is awesome. I used to be all about Road Rovers and SWAT Cats and uh, Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, yeah. Dark Water. <laughs> uh. Oh, now, now, speaking of that, maybe you can explain this to me. What is up with they're doing a, um, a, a series... And it's a uh, cat shit one. What? Wait. Oh, the, 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 yeah, I think MC Wagner here in the chat room probably know about that too. Isn't that like um, like the anthropomorphic? I can't yes. remember if it's World War Two or Vietnam. No, it's 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 modern. It's modern. Yeah. You can find like the trailer. Pages. You can find the trailer online. 
but I just like, was wondering about the name, Cat Shit One. What oh, the there's like an anime that? of it. Yes, they're working on an animated. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can look I it up. To, I, I read like three pages of the manga when it was first coming online, like almost ten years ago, I think. Wow. So there's it's a uh, the there's a uh, the they're bunny rabbits. And okay. The, and the joke is, is they're USGIs, Usagi, which is ah. rabbit in Japan, Japanese. So that's that joke. But they, in the in the um, in the uh, trailer, they're fighting uh, camels, huh. who are the terrorists, basically. Yes, who can say we're being racist? You know, <laughs> oh, we're boy. Japanese. We're not racist. Not no. Okay. Never. <laughs> That was you know, that's never been a claim. Exists. I don't think that's ever been something they're like, no, no, yeah, they're like, yeah, we are. Yeah, totally. we are. Yeah, we, <laughs> so it's cool. We can deal with it. Yeah. You know, but it's it I, I just if somebody knows why is it called cat shit one? How is that a translation from the Japanese? Or is it just something they came up with because it sounded good? I think I think the actual Japanese title was originally Cat Shit One written in English. But yeah, like you, I don't know where on earth that title comes from. It's just because I think that's the one thing that everybody here who's seen it goes, What do they mean, Cat Shit One? What does that mean? <laughs> you know? What? Wondering the nature of Cat Shit. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's like, you know, what? Does it? I mean, catch it? What? But the uh, if you get a chance to see the uh, the um, the trailer, you should you should watch. You can look it up. It's really good. Cool. It's really it's really well done. It's 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 you know it's that uh, realistic animation. You know, like from a like you see in a lot of the the uh, computer games and stuff. You know. Okay. Yeah. So it looks good. It's good. Okay, I'm going to try right, I'm to. I'm, I'm going to try to do a segue from comic book or from uh, uh, animation to comic books. There, I just did it. So uh, <laughs> my, you did it so well. Ek is in the process right now. I know some of the people who are online know this. Uh, a, is in the process of creating a comic book, a graphic novel, if you will. <laughs> I'm actually doing thumbnail work while some of the songs are playing. Um, yeah, it's a story. I never. I still. I've been working on this for two years. Still have no idea how to sum it up in under thirty seconds. But uh, it's a story about two guys who meet, total strangers, go on a road trip. Stuff happens. Silly. You know. That was terrible. Wow. <laughs> that was absolutely We've been terrible. working on the 30 second, the 30, you know, the elevator speech. That was absolutely terrible. And uh, the best one that I've been able to come up with is it's about two dudes who meet each other and then one day, or uh, meet each other, and within a day are traveling from San Francisco, California, to Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, wackiness ensues. No, you got to No, 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 that's no good. Here you go. Okay. Two... Two guys meet planes, trains, and automobiles. That's all you know. Oh, see? <laughs> I was going to go with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, or just automobiles. 
and and going to Waffle House instead of White Castle. <laughs> also, there's boning, but yeah, you know, there, there's oh. some bagging. I I, also, I tend to glaze over that when I'm uh, describing the so, story. Okay, so let's see. Two guys meet, they fall in love, and go on a road trip. They go on a road trip and fall in love. Yes. There you go. See, you just there you go. <laughs> it's a bromance. It's in a, it, it, a romance. It kind of is a bromance, really. I would, I would say it's more a bromance than a romance. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no. <laughs> once again, there's no Gwyneth Paltrow involved, so. Thank God. Um, but yeah, we just got back from the Stumptown Comics Festival in Portland, Oregon, which was um, the 24th and 25th of April, and had a great time. Uh, unfortunately, I was sick for part of it. Um. But we got to meet some really amazing artists, uh, like Kate Beaton, if you have not heard of her. Um, and I don't think anyone has not at this point. Um, Dylan I Nicole's. haven't. Okay, it's, uh, she, she does a, a webcomic called Hark a Vagrant. Hark a Vagrant.com. You should go they look at it. comic they, books on the web? Yes, they do. People oh. read comic books still? Yes. Oh, look, EK put it in the chat. Yeah. It is, it is great. And by the way, one of the people that uh, helped uh, significantly during EK's downtime, Mika Neeks, is in the chat room right now. And as I said to EK while she was passed out and I was texting her, was, she's like, oh, are you guys okay? And I said, yeah, we're drinking scotch and braid, braiding each other's hair. So it's okay. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, yeah, well, you know what? We never said the name of the comic. Oh, uh, it's called The Less Than Epic Adventures of TJ and Amal. It's online at tjandamal.com, all one word. Um, new pages go up every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, and when the whole thing is done, bam, going into one big tome. So Yeah. We're going to be... We, we have some preview books that we're going to eventually put up on the website or, or sell on the website. Uh, we just got to get that all together and figure out, basically just figure out how to do the, uh, the, uh, the shipping and labeling and blah, blah, and the, blah, yeah, blah, 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 and, blah, blah, and blah. the Freund Laban. That's and the, the Laban. And the Laban. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think Brett, since Brett was like, let's talk about TJ and Amal, uh, there's a song that I, well, there are lots of songs that I tend to associate with the story, but, uh, we have one of those, just one. Uh, up here uh, on the podcast tonight, and it is called Take Pills by Panda Bear. All right, let's listen to that. Go.
Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for They Must Be Giants. Says they'll be here any minute now. But she's running out of records and her show is ending anyhow. They can hear her saying their name on the car radio. But the signal keeps fading out no matter which way they go. Got lost driving around. John said to John, I think we make a left at the line. There should be a big crinkle, assuming this map is right. John looked over and he said, Hey, no, it's not. From the fast food that we got I heard they might be somewhere near this town They might be giants got lost Driving Listening to Weightless. The most slim and attractive radio oh, podcast <laughs> on podcasts ever. Mm.
Eagle Edge Life and Variety Store. Dealing in dope by the exit door. Waiting to work like a worm at the core. Standing so long, the snow and sore. I'm the king, I am, therefore, what kind of a fool am I? Well, Eagle Age Life and Variety Store, these are the things that make me roar. Disco sucks and so does war, the meek shall inherit the earth no more. I am the king, I am, therefore, what kind of a fool am I? And each time I wake up, I try to speak. But I felt a cold river of tears upon my cheek. But each time I wake up, I feel so weak, dumbfounded. I'm the Eagle Age Life at Variety Store, sticking my head through the passenger door. Waiting to work like a worm at the core, standing so long in the snow and sore. I am the king, I am, therefore, what kind of a fool am I? And each time I wake up, I try to speak. But I felt a cold river of tears upon my cheek And each time I wake up I feel so weak Dumbfounded
It is the most slim and attractive podcast on podcast. Ever. <laughs> I'm Brett. <laughs> I'm Bruce. EK's over there. Hello. Marcus and is the, way over there. Way over there. <laughs> Hi, in the closet. <laughs> we have to use, you know, like a microscope or something. We are very happy to be here tonight all these people that after being an hour almost an hour late on getting started which i'm not really not going to go on and on about it i'm just really happy to see all the people showing up for this it is it's kind of cool um yeah. i do appreciate the fact that people sticking with it even though we did start late which i'm not going to go on about <laughs> didn't i just say that <laughs> seriously let's repetition. not go on about it <laughs> Right, it's called repetition, bread. It's a kind of a comedic thing. Oh, it's all about... The comedy. Timing. Timing. No. <laughs> what? Comedy. Ba -ba -da. So, uh, I found something, uh, as, as most people know, especially the anime fans who've seen me at uh, conventions, I, I have quite an affection for, not infection, but affection for the great voice actor who's underused, George Takei. He is one of my favorite guys just because he has the best voice in the whole world. And so I've done a little bit of research. I've done some research about him. And I found out that he has not only been in Star Trek and uh, Heroes and, uh, and he was on he was Avatar on Avatar the Last Airbender but he's I, I found some audition tapes for other shows that he's been in or he tried he at least auditioned he didn't get in but he uh, auditioned for him. so what you're going to hear is uh, I'm going to do a few of these but only one tonight uh, this was something that he actually tried out for a few good men did you did any of you know that I did not know that I was completely unaware, but then again, not having my finger on the pulse of the casting couch of Los Angeles, yes, it's not unforeseen. Yes. So what we'd like for it to do, we're going to make this a short break because we're getting close to the end here. We're going to play uh, George uh, this this thing for you guys. We hope you enjoy it, and then we're going to go right back into some music. In fact, what are we going to play next after this? I'll pick something up. You want to pick some up? Well, you better pick it up now. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Quickly, right. though, the ears of the internet are upon you. Oh, let's do St. Vincent after this. Yeah, that's nice and mellow. Do you, do you see it, uh, Marcus? I got it. Okay, so here's George Decay's audition reel, and we'll talk to you later. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! Who can't handle the truth? Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls need to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. 
You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as a backbone of a life spent defending something. You use it as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under a blanket of the very freedom that I provide, and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Did you order the code red?
You've been listening to Weightless. Slim and attractive podcast. On the podcast. Ever. Yes. Ever. Ever. Say ever, EK. Ever. There we go. I'm Uh, Bruce. I'm Brett. I'm EK. And I'm Mark. (laughs) It's funny because I... I keep going between Mark, Marcus, and Marcellus, so... Yeah, but they're all in the same kind of sphere. I've been right. called them all of my life, although it's very rare for me to be called Marcus, except for by my mother's boyfriend. And me, well, I'm not your mother's boyfriend. Are, are well, you having sex with my mother? Not anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm done. We're, sure we are done professionally. Oh, oh I, I've got pancakes. All right, okay. I'm back. So that was uh, spoon. That was spoon. We were listening to before before destruction. They're uh, allegedly out of Austin, and uh, before that, what were we listening to? Saint Vincent uh, with the Strangers, and off the album Pack Tour. And she, I heard her on uh, the South by Southwest broadcast for all songs considered. So I try to make sure and. You know, say, look, yeah, I listen to podcasts as well, and this is why I wanted to do this. And I've been very, very happy to be doing this with my old buddy Bruce and Marcus. And I'm glad you guys here too. Yay. Yay. And everybody that showed up, it's been really good. And together we are the super friends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You bet, chum. But (laughs) (laughs) with what we're going to do now. What we're going to do now is uh, we're at our two-hour mark. And uh, so in a month's time, we're going to come back again. And if you guys dig us, we'll try to pimp ourselves up a little more so we can get even more people to listen. And uh, we want you to visit us and then write to Is there a way they can write to us, Marcus? Right now, it's weightlesspod at gmail.com until I buy a domain. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. If you guys dig it, let us know. Uh, enjoy listening to the podcast when we start. How, how will they be able to get to the podcast once this is no longer live? I was kind of hoping that you were going to, you know, link it on Big Big Truck for a while. We can do that. 
Yeah, and and until me and EK can smash our heads together and put script to script and make a page for this. Yeah. And you know how to do that, right? Oh yeah. Rumor probably. I don't know. I I know how to do that. What EK? What can you do? Like art, I guess. I can upload it. I can make a little page for it. Can make a pretty picture. I draw with the picture. Yeah. Okay, so, well then you can make the style sheet and the index page and the archives and I'll uh, tell everybody about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go draw a comic. Screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go drink scotch and drink draw, draw a naked man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought that it would be very appropriate for us uh, to close out the show uh, with Moxie Fruvis. Since uh, they were big in the 90s and so were we. So uh, we're going to close with Stuck in the 90s. Getting bigger all the time. We'll see what happens. So until you guys see us a month from now, I'm still Brett. I'm still Bruce. I'm still EK. I'm Alex now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait less. No! Oh, We will see you in a month's time. See you later, people. Clem had a daydream, daydream from heaven. Picked up the headline, his country was made up of singers. And no more right-wingers. He wakes up to homeless are stupid, welfare is stupid, private investment efficiency, cool fiscal planning. Sounds like more Pat Buchanan. Back in his day job this afternoon, unlikely he'll move down to Cuba soon. Reluctant to find he's stuck in the nineties again. Memories of the old days, twenty years goes a long way. Challenge the system, relating is easy on a demo. Now they'll send it by mammal. Cause there's no need for the Post-Republican peacetime Join the parade, wave the flag Tell the world it's your lackey Abby Hoffman was wacky Riding the bike to his foreign car Burning his mind in his VCR Reluctant to find he's stuck in the Reluctant to find he's stuck in the 90s again. And he's lost. Don't you know what it's like to be lost? And over tears on his shoulder. Real men are bolder. 
30. I don't want to be 30. I've got some big plans. Goodwill has some big hands. With each new computer screen, the world tells me I'm more green. Buy a new Game Boy for the fun and the to find he's stuck in the nineties again. Why not rich guys hoarding a big prize? Reluctant to find he's stuck in the nineties again. Reluctant to find he's in 